All right, coming up on this episode of Bro, Do You Even Talk Pinball? We're going to go and talk about Bond. We've got the 60th. We've got our gameplay impressions. Plus, there's a lot of topper talk going on this month. We're going to engage in that. This is co-sponsored by Gorin. All that and more coming right up. The Hollow Notes of Pinball Podcasting, Nick Lane and Kevin Manny of Buffalo Pinball. Whoa, boom shakalaka. Good morning, everybody. This is Brady Even Talk Pinball for January 14th, 2023. We made it to 2023. What's going on, everybody? Kevin, you're sitting way higher than me. I got, hold on, I got to lower this. Get yourself. All right, I got ah, to be on par. My contract says that Kevin can't sit higher than me. You're, you're, you're taller than me. <laughs> no. Now we're good. We're in balance. All's right in the world. All right. Uh, yep. We're going to talk Bond podcast. 60th. People are hyped uh, in the chat already. Um, yeah. Nick, how were your holidays? Um, I really appreciate you asking. It shows care and concern. It, it was good. Because you're my friend, uh, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, it's, it was good. It was, it, was, it was quick. I was trying to think when the last time we did the podcast, like the, the date, and it seems forever ago. Um, it was like January or uh, December 6th or something like that. Oh, really? Okay. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. That's why it would seem forever again. All right. Yeah. It was good. How about you? Good. Uh, I mean, we got a blizzard in Buffalo, so that was shitty, but we, uh, we just stayed home. We didn't lose power. Thankfully we lost our internet for like five days, which, you know, for a 15 year old, my son, it was a, a nightmare, but we made it through unscathed. You know, we stayed warm and we just did all our christmas stuff the following weekend so you you left town so you avoided it yeah i i I pulled a ted cruz as soon as a natural disaster hit i got out before it hit (laughs) yeah it's the way to do it one south (laughs) see ya (laughs) awesome so um all right why don't we kick it off by by thanking our partners i'll let you do the honors all right so we've got uh this is our 2023 lineups there's there's some absences but they were you know they you snooze you lose and getting back to us so we'll get you on probably uh uh, next time, because I'm sure they'll come back. But we got Pin Stadium lights. Pin Stadium doesn't snooze. They don't lose, and they light up your game brighter than the goddamn sun. That's Pin Stadium <laughs> light, controlled by app, iOS, Android, you name it. Um, longstanding, award-winning mod. Great customer service. We love you, Pin Stadium. Use coupon code Buffalo, by the way. Save 10%. We're saving, we're saving your money. And, again, I will say this again. I'll say it a million times. We give away a set of Pin Stadium Neos like pretty much once a month on the bro show i mean that's how awesome scott is we give it away it's valued at you know over 350 dollars like close to 400 dollars, right for pin stadium neils just give it away all you got to do is watch the live stream when we do it and vote for nick or kevin you can win it so there you go guys Boop. all right pinball.edu head over to pinballraffle.org for a chance to uh, not only support charity but a chance to win a pinball machine not too bad uh, Titan Pinball, another long-standing OG sponsor. Titan Pinball, um, best known probably for the silicone rings. And um, you know, again, I got to put in order for some some pinballs because that's my source for replacing the pinballs in my pinball machines. Um, they've got all sorts of things: their mat, tools, etc. Uh, cool. Juicy Jack Pinball, maker of the most beautiful pinball machines on the planet. 
Multimorphic, give it a shout out because I mean we've got a we've got a nice little partnership with them. Kevin's always bringing the exclusives. Uh, that's Multimorphic Pinball, uh, and then last but not least, Pinside.com. Um, yeah, Pinside.com, Pinside.com to go talk pinball, go argue pinball, um, or just be polite and uh, respectful of other human beings and engage in a civil conversation. It's all up to you. So choose your own adventure. It's a fun hobby. You can go, you know, have fun with other people and talk about it on the internet. Or you can argue about Bond 60th, which a lot of people yeah. have been doing. Unofficial sponsor is, uh, what well, we don't have an official sponsor with them, is BetterHealth. BetterHealth, I think BetterHealth.com. Uh, seek out a mental health professional <laughs> with any issues you might be facing. Uh, BetterHealth, check it out. We'll, uh, we'll touch on that again later. <laughs> I don't know if you looked through the whole lineup, but I got it at the end. Um, all right, so stick around for that. It's let's uh, yeah, let's, it's let's int- introduce the news properly here. Here's the tip. It's the latest pinball news. So hot, it's on fire. All right, it is time for the news, and it's on fire, and we're going over to kick it off with the big announcement for the month. Uh, Stern Pinball finally announced uh, James Bond 007 60th anniversary. This is the one designed by Keith Elwin that they hinted at when they announced the other James Bond, when was that? Like September, October when they when they announced that. Yeah, um, thereabouts. Yep. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, they finally launched it. It was their it's their e, um, CES game. They they like to launch a game at CES every year. Um, but this is it. Um, there there she is. So we had seen some of this. So all the photo leaked via the the 007 website. Um, so we kind of had an idea what the cabinet was going to look like and the topper. Uh, but now we have nice high-resolution photos of, of the playfield. We knew it was going to be a classic-style game designed by by Owen. It's got a, a small LCD screen in the playfield, a la the original run of Alien. Um, but it's also got... Um, there was a lot of confusion when this came out because it looks like an LCD screen in the back class, but it's not. It's actually uh, uh, mechanical reels, score reels, uh, with... Uh, a little panel on the on the right hand side where it lights up layer one two three et cetera et cetera so um so yeah so who's who it's uh designed by keith ellen software by mark panacho and or by kevin o'connor price and production here we go baby uh 1999 9.99 so twenty thousand dollars and uh limited to 500 units so Here's what you get. Here's the features. A single level play field with no ramps, two flippers, four optical spinners, real back box score reels, backlit plastics display around the score reels. Yeah, that's kind of what I said. Uh, ABC stand-up targets to advance bonus X, a Q stand-up target, a left spinner to lock a ball in the saucer. Uh, what else we got? Four bank of bond drop targets, a figure eight spinner shot with a left spinner return. Uh, two spinner, wait, sorry, center spinner, two top lanes, two pop bumpers, three bank of MI6 drop targets, a captain ball, three inline drop targets to lock the ball, um, right spinner orbit to top lanes, odd job hat spinning disc, playfield LCD screen, uh, M stand up target for bonus collect, one way gate re- to return to shooter lane, RGB action. Wow, it's got wow. <laughs> they list the they list the RGB action button as a feature. Uh, 007 Spectre side armor, Union Jack plunger, 007 topper, limited edition plaque uh, out of 500, and Stern Insider achievements. So there you go. That those are your features for the Bond 60th. 
Um, what was your first impression when, when you saw this game, Nick? Um, God, I wouldn't buy that thing if it was five thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's and, just and why? <laughs> well, I, I think what's going on here, number one, is that this is a really restrictive license. And they're just like they, they cannot do anything with the license on this game, right? Getting license approval, their hands are tied. So any of the, the usual like flair of creativity in the art is just, just been stripped away from them. And now the art, you know, this is no offense to Kevin O'Connor because I'm sure he just had nothing to work with, but it's not it's not a good looking game at at all. I mean, I I, I think it's pretty hideous in my my not now. I, I'll always say this. You know, usually when you see it in person, it's not as bad, right? But like just going off on this, it's pretty hideous, I think. Um, basic art. Like, I like the concept of, you know, sort of these classic, you know, late 70s, early 80s games with no ramps. Like, that conceptually, that's cool. I would never pay over 5000 for one because this is all, to me, this is the lesser version of the game. To me, you know, you, it's the ramps are you provide uh, more satisfying shots, flow. Um, I'm sure the rule set's going to be better on the main bond. So this whole thing is sorry, Kev, you get me, get me uh, 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 unraveled. Like I don't, from a business perspective, I, I'm curious because you probably paid more attention to what people are saying. From a business perspective, like if Stern can charge twenty thousand dollars for this and sell five hundred, then I say great. Like I have. No qualms about it. I think I think that's 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 fantastic. You know, I seen I seen some crybabies on Facebook like, oh, you know, they're ruining the hobby. Like, first of all, what this is doing is basically subsidizing their ability to you know keep the pro at you know seven thousand dollars, right? Like, so all the rich people, I you're buying this game. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ben. Thank you, James. That we know, like, thank you, guy. Like that that that's fantastic. So here's the thing. If Stern is able to sell those units for that price, then then they're operating like a business, and Stern's a business. And you know, I posted somebody was whining about it on Facebook, and I was like, they're not the boys and girls club. They're they're a business. Their only goal as a business is to make money. Now, here's the deal: if you make decisions as a business, and, and you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna chintz out and put crappy parts in a pinball machine. And I'm just going to try to make as much profit as possible and piss off customers. Well, in the short term, that might work. But long term, you're going to lose customers, right? And you're going to damage the business. So, you know, make as much money as possible in a sustainable fashion. And there's no reason that they can't do that with this. Now, are there 500 people that are going to go out and pay 20K for what looks like the lesser version of a bond pinball machine you know when you can get the premium you get the pro you can get the le for cheaper that i don't know i i I don't know numbers that stern sells so that remains to be seen yeah it's a and you know we talk about our friend ben's and friends ben and james but james is not getting one of these he decided after seeing it Uh that he's out so um and i i feel like there's a lot of that i Honestly, I've not followed this much, as much of the chatter online, aside from seeing a uh, uh, Stern post about it on Facebook and everybody's just lighting them up in the comments. Um, 
so yeah the 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 feedback i've seen is that people want a new elwin game but they feel like this is a cash grab and it, it i mean it's hard to argue with that <laughs> um uh, let's see uh the other thing is like as far as like there was a lot going around initially folks were saying that this sold out immediately and it absolutely did not because it, what stern does is they put up like a few of them on their website for uh for direct sale and then people were seeing that they sold out of those quick it could have been like five games on their website um but if you go to distributors uh, they still have them available. So here's Game Exchange in Colorado. Uh, it's just by the 60th, you put a $5,000 deposit down, they're in stock. So people still have these available. Um, so they did not immediately sell out. Um, Spooky did not immediately sell out of Scooby-Doo either. So, you know, there's. I think that points to two things. Like, I think the market is chilling out a little bit finally. Like, the pandemic hype is like, whew, everybody take a breath. Let's... Let's wait and play these games, and you know we we saw <laughs> we saw what happened when we all bought into Halloween and, and Ultraman, thinking we were gonna get uh you know it was, it was gonna be the next Rick and Morty or whatever. Um, yeah, so people are chilling out, people are doing other things with their money, and um you know this Bond sixtieth is I mean they're they're really pushing the the price ceiling to see how how far up people will go to to pay for an exclusive thing and. I think you made this point like 500 is is a lot for an for an yeah. exclusive right i think that they did 100 they would have sold out immediately um yeah 500 is a lot for twenty thousand dollars and we're at a point i think we're in a recession right now or we're headed to a deep recession you could argue whether we're in one or not but most indicators point to that we're we're certainly going to be in one in the next maybe six six months to a year from now already um you know the Fed's tightening monetary policy, so that uh, you see job every day. I open the news. There's there's jobs losses in the tech sector. Things are not good. Maybe a year ago they could have gotten away with this, and maybe sold five hundred. I don't even know then. But like, I've got to imagine things are coming to a screeching halt right now, and and the party's over, and and this is just bad timing. And again, I think it's a restrictive license that's difficult where their hands are, t- are, are, are severely tied in terms of creativity. A lot of times, um, you know, people like a, a pretty object in their home and sometimes the art carries the day for people. And if the art was much better, that might have sold more or done a little bit better. But, you know, this is not I don't, I don't know. I, I, it remains to be seen. I'm really curious. I'm really I'm really curious how this does. So. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, another factor is we still haven't seen gameplay of this. Uh, there's no word on if and when we're going to see a gameplay of this. So you you have no idea. Like, I mean, I have I have faith in Keith Elwin. He's going to put out a good rule set, but sure. I'm not going to drop twenty thousand dollars on hopes and dreams, right? I want to see the game. Ideally, I want to play the game. Um, and you know, so there, you're just like putting this out there, hoping for, hoping to uh, you know cash out on this limited hype on this theme and and there's there's going to be like with any license there's going to be the the elite collectors the super fans of the of the brand or the 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 franchise that just are like yes i have i have extra money this is the thing i love i'm gonna buy it but i don't think they're selling out of this i think this is gonna be another beatles so ian gamago points out that he's he's not working on the rules on this he 
does did he do like did he do the rules uh i know he doesn't program he didn't like design the he didn't set the like this is how the game's gonna work and hand it over to somebody to program i know he's not a programmer but generally he does that um you know I, I, the other thing is too is like the it looks like the next cornerstone game from stern you know the next game that they release is coming out in march which i think is venom right we all are in agreement on that i think when venom comes out this game has had plenty of time to be really polished i think bond's going to be forgotten about pretty damn quickly and we'll talk about we'll talk about this more in our gameplay impressions because we've spent some decent time i think in the last uh, few weeks playing bond um, we'll go over that <laughs> playing playing in quotes he's okay i apparently they talked about it on the uh, the stern insider podcast that he's letting mark do the rules but he's there as a sounding board so he has input and has said as much in his insider interview. So couple couple all the all the goats in chat are <laughs> chiming in on this. Uh thank you all. Uh because I didn't get a chance to listen to that. So that that gives people even less confidence, I think, if he's if he's just saying, like, all right, here's the here's the design. You you go fill in the rules because uh Keith kind of brought the whole package together on all of his other games. So uh I, that would I not bet give it's me fun to shoot. Yeah, I oh, bet yeah. It's, I, I'm sure. I mean, I wish Stern would do uh, like a, you know, st- what it's sometimes called a street level, right? Because um, Gottlieb were the ones who coined the street level games in the early 90s where you no know, ramp. So, you know, again, re- redoing the uh, that Sea Witch layout from the Beatles to something else and redoing this to something else, recycling it and, and selling it, you know, cheaper than a pro. Maybe sell a game like that for 6000 I, I I don't know. I don't know if that's realistic, but... Um, that's where my interest would be in in a in a single level game, and then even then, it's hard to give up space in my game room for something with no ramps. That's kind of an, an you know an older design. I think ramps. There's a reason that you know modern pinball games have ramps for the last what are we at thirty plus years, right? Like they're they're a, forty. They're a generally a better design in a, in a pinball machine. That's not to say that classic games aren't fun or great they, they they absolutely are but there's a reason that ramps are in games yeah they're fun <laughs> people yep. like shooting ramps um yep. and, and meanwhile you got you know schwank and chad said i just bought my first pin for twenty five hundred dollars 1980 blackout no ramps you know there's there's plenty of no ramp options out there older games i'm sure this will have well i would hope this would have a more complex rule set than an 80s game like more to do especially because they they're able to have the lcd screen in the play field um yeah, we were talking about this game at the tournament with um, with Matt, our, our friend Matt, and he's a he's a Bond super fan, and he says, you know, you know, if they really wanted to go all in, they should have done like four score reels in the back box, integrated with the art, you know, really go into the retro thing, especially if you're charging twenty grand for a game like this. And, and I thought that was a good point because there was so much confusion with the the screen. You know, the 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 reels in the back looks like they could just be a screen. You might as well have just made them a fake lcd version of, of score reels like they did on beatles and been done with it if people can't tell the difference like what's the difference right you know go go all in on the retro all right well that's that's all we know about 007 60th so far uh hopefully we get a chance to play it relatively soon hopefully ben stays in on his so we can, so we can play it uh but if not um you know we'll see we'll see if we ever get a chance to play it so um all right moving they had trouble to, they had by the way one more thing kev they had yeah, trouble yeah. selling all the beatles right yeah they never sold all the those can, yeah and they were far less made yeah or, or, or no they, were more. they made they, 1964 they were over a thousand. Of those yeah 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 so there's okay all right 
We'll but, see. I, I'm I'm curious to follow this along. It's uh yeah. learning. It's a lesson for all of us. <laughs> so, uh, following up with uh, the t- the Bond 60th, there. <laughs> this is my this is this is one of my favorite. You know, we called out um, Spooky for their bad communication last month or the month before. Here's one from Stern. Um, <laughs> this came out. Uh, good afternoon, U.S. Did somebody drop this in the, the topper? We have a Topper Talk Discord channel in our Discord uh, server, so this went into Topper Talk. Good afternoon, U.S. Stern dealers. There seems to be some confusion over the topper. This is the, the topper on the 60th anniversary one. In the promotional video for the 60th anniversary edition, when showing the topper, it shows the verbiage, exclusive topper. What this means is that of the four 007 editions, Pro, Premium, LE, and 60th, the topper is exclusive to the 60th only, meaning this is the only model that it comes with the game when a customer purchases it. <laughs> that, wow. That's not exclusive. That's not exclusive. Oh, Spooky, you're off the hook. I think, uh, Spooky fans, you're going to like this podcast because I don't think we talk about you guys. So, and now Stern's like, hold my beer. We can, we can fuck up just as bad. So I was like, let me go, let me go look at the marketing materials for this. So this is the, the flyer, the, the 60th anniversary flyer. All right, there's the front, limited to 500 games globally. Uh, exclusive, official James Bond 007 pinball topper. Like, if you list it like this, you are selling it as you can only get it on. That's what exclusive means. <laughs> it's not like yeah. it comes with at no extra charge. It says exclusive topper. Um, well, this is uh, this is this is bad because it's very misleading, but it also takes away another thing, you know, to remotely help justify the twenty thousand dollars, right? You know, like so, it's a weird thing that they they did that. Yeah, I think what happened was th- these things weren't selling, selling, and they're like, yeah. well, we can cash out on some toppers at least if we sell the toppers. So they 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 pivoted and then they tried to tried to spin it as a as a, a language issue, but it's like no. No, you guys, you guys messed this up. Yeah, dude, I that that could look. This is all speculation, right? Like, like speculation. But Kevin, I, I think that makes sense, right? Like, they intended that to be exclusive. They were like, oh, we're gonna sell out five hundred, and that's it. And now they're panicking because they're not selling these things like they thought they would. They've got these toppers, so they're like, shit. Well, now we've got to pivot, and we can make a lot of money by selling these toppers to all the Bond games. That's right. probably what happened. Yep, and. They should have done that from the beginning. Means. Like, yeah. They should have had a topper like that from the beginning because one of the critiques of the game when it came out is that it didn't say 007 on it anywhere. And here you got a topper that says 007. It would have been a no-brainer. People would have scooped these things up like crazy. Go poo already. Or uh, says, this is go poo already. <laughs> it's just leaded plastic in a way. Who cares? Well, I would, I, would, I would agree. But... There's plenty of people who do care about expensive leaded plastic on top of a pinball machine. So that's a pro- that's been proven. Yeah, it's been it's it's been proven. There's a lot of people that do care. I know, especially if you've but, already got them on all the rest of your games, and you get it like yeah. a 007 in, and it doesn't have a topper. It's like, oh, I can't even look at it. Look at how terrible <laughs> it was. Oh, <laughs> my game but room the, is ruined. The, uh, you know, compulsive side of me can uh, at least appreciate that, even though you know toppers. Yeah. It's a dangerous road to go down, Kevin. <laughs> Exactly. Don't just don't start. Just don't, or just don't care like I do. I the games that came come with toppers have toppers. Nothing else have top has toppers. You know that's yeah. that's how I roll. Oh man. All right. Uh, what's next from Stern? Uh, Gary Stern stepping down as CEO. Uh, we kind of saw this coming because um, Seth uh, Seth Davis took over as president last year. 
you kind of see the the writing on the wall with all this. Um, this is from Pinball News. In a f- uh, further move towards consolidating the long-term future of the company ahead of their relocation to the new premises towards the ends of 2023, Stern Pinball made a series of announcements about changes to their senior management roles. Having taken over from Gary Stern as president of the company when he joined Stern Pinball in October last year, Seth Davis bolsters his position as uh, by also taking over Gary's chief executive officer role. Uh, having relinquished his president and CEO roles, Gary Stern continues as chairman of the board with Dave Peterson as vice chairman of the board. The remaining, they remain the controlling shareholders of the company and will take on additional responsibilities as required on a project-by-project basis. Um, then you get the, the background on Gary Stern and Seth Davis. Um, also opting for retirement is Michael O'Donnell, who has worked for the company for almost as long as Shelly. Uh, oh, we, we miss Shelly. Um, Shelly Sachs Eldridge uh, is taking retirement from her logistics manager position at uh, Stern, Pal- Stern Pinball after working alongside Gary for more than 36 years. Shelly will be well-known to operators, distributors, and the press as the main point of contact for inquiries about orders and production plans, as well as sending out press releases and announcing new game titles for many years. Um, so yeah, and Michael, Michael O'Donnell is out as CFO. Uh, taking over from Michael as CFO is Nick Parfit. Uh, he joins from Envenia LLC. No idea what that is, but he also previously held senior financial management and planning roles at Jim Beam and Miller Knoll. So there you go. There's your, your stern pinball management update. Um, yeah, it'll be curious to see what happens under new leadership, new vision, um, with new, new leadership comes new, uh, initiatives, new strategic priorities. So uh we'll we'll see i guess we'll see where where seth comes from we know we know he comes from disney and uh, i think he worked on oh disney plus and there was some other some other disney related things that he worked on so uh yeah any, any thoughts on this nick not really no let's yeah. see what happens all right um uh, shout out to gary though i mean yeah look Gary he, kept it going he, man he kept it going he kept the lights on and uh there's something to be said for that and we're all we're all better because of it in this hobby. So shout out to Gary. Yeah, man. His, uh, I'll always remember the three-legged stool <laughs> analogy talk, whatever. And more more wire than a Ford Pinto or a Ford Taurus. That's right. Taurus. Ford Taurus, Kevin. <laughs> That's Show right. some goddamn respect. Yes. <laughs> we love you, Gary. All right. You said we weren't going to talk about Spooky, but I'm going to talk about Spooky because I just wanted to, you know, we touched on this earlier, but, you know, they came out with Scooby. They're going to do like 1960, whatever Scoobies, 1969. And uh, they have not sold out either. So if you go to the, the Spooky Pinball website, you still get your one, you get yourself any of the, the models. Uh, they also have TNAs available. So they did not sell out of those either. And I think those were limited to 500 too, if I'm remembering right. So yeah, like, like we talked about earlier, things, things have chilled out a little bit pinball wise. Uh, I think I think also Spooky has burned through some of their goodwill with the last two releases, and uh, you know people are wait, pulling the wait and see. I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of posts in the TNA thread about people having production issues with with their TNAs that they're getting. So yeah, things, should have, things uh, are cooling off for Spooky a little bit. So I should between, have highlighted. Sorry, Kev. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm a jerk. I, I was just gonna say between this and 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 the Bond 60, things are. Things are things are chilling, which I'm okay. With. I I'm actually fine. Like I want the market to go back to where 
a used game is $500 less than a new game, right? Like as a new pinball machine buyer, like I'm okay accepting that. Like you pay a premium to get the new inbox game. You save a little bit of money on it. If you buy it used, that's how it should be in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I said, it, I don't know what podcast I said on a couple months ago, but this is, this is the fear, right? When the market slows down, um, it's, it's like batting down the hatches. Things are going to get tough. You need to survive. But what Spooky has done is, is lost and upset a lot of people in that. You know, the party doesn't last forever with people just buying games sight unseen based on just titles. It, it's, and, and you just crank up the numbers of games you make every time. Um, when things get tough, people look around and, like, maybe they can't buy two pinball machines. Maybe they can't buy a pinball machine that year or whatever. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna buy the best pinball machine, and, and typically Spooky's not making the best. You know, somebody might get a Godzilla, and then they'll, they'll grab a Scooby-Doo or Halloween. But if they can only get one pinball machine, in, you know, in that normal time period, then it's going to be the Godzilla. You know, that's, that's, that's my thing. And, and, you know, you've lost some hardcore fans of Spooky who were buying these titles and alienated them. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. But, yeah. I'm, a, some, uh, someone's going to go out of business in the next couple of years. That's my yeah, prediction. Yeah, for sure. Um, some good news though. Uh, well, uh, another piece of news about Spooky is Ben Heck. Apparently, so last month I mentioned that uh, there may have been a falling out between Ben Heck and Spooky, but apparently there's not because he they posted yesterday that he's working on their next game. Um, so there you go. They just got rid of his board set, <laughs> but he's still around. So <laughs> there you go. Um, for better or worse, they got Ben Heck still. And um, some other good news is. We have, uh, so we had Nick Baldridge on from Four Amusement Only Games last month. We did a little interview about his first game, Drain, for the Multimorphic P3. He has uh, shipped out, this is a photo of the first two modules he shipped out just a few weeks after we, we spoke with him. And he's been shipping out games every week. So good on him, Nick, doing it right, scaling up slowly, you know, doing it. He's building all these himself at this point, but, you know, he just, got an expanded space at the maker space that he's at. So, you know, he's doing it right, slowly building over time, getting games out. People are happy with them. So congratulations to, uh, congratulations to Nick. That's great to see. Uh, arcade hunters in chat. Oh, arcade hunters. I watched your unboxing video of TNA. Um, he's a, uh, six. So if, if you go on the, um, arcade hunters, YouTube channel, you can see their unboxing of total nuclear annihilation 2.0. He said six things didn't work right on it out of the box. <laughs> I don't have the best of hopes for Scooby. Um, and also, I think it was um, Borgdog said they're doing 250. Um, 250 TNA 2.0 is not, not 500. So they haven't even sold out of 250 of those. So that's... <laughs> Ouchies. Ouchies. Um, all right. So what's up next? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, well... It, well, I can touch on this. I think I moved it down hollow, uh, down a little later, but um, more more machine shipping uh, that we have not seen uh, any gameplay of. Uh, Pinball Br Brothers delivering the first Queen Pinball Machines. Uh, this was on December 22nd uh, via Nap Arcade. So this afternoon, Pinball Brothers reached out to me to let us know that they have delivered their first Queen Pinball Machines to customers. The Australian distributor RS Pinball made the six-and-a-half-hour drive to the Pedretti factory Gaming, oh, Austrian, not Australian. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Uh, 6.5 hour drive to the Pedretti Gaming Factory in Italy to pick up several games for clients. 
Pinball Brothers is planning on shipping out another batch of queens in January. So they're moving these out. Who knows what the heck is in them code-wise or how they play, but you can buy one if you want. <laughs> I, do, I, I wonder how many of those they're going to sell. I have no interest in that game at all. Um, love to play one, but yeah, zero interest. And, you know, we had League Night last week, and Alien from Pinball Brothers was in the lineup. And our host, Patrick, who gets mentioned every show, <laughs> uh, he's never, never going to break that streak, was like, I'm going to try to put it in League Night. All right, and it didn't make it through like the first or second game. We had a, we had to go to another game. All other games in the that were picked for that evening made it through, including all the Sterns, of course. So, and, well, um, and yeah. the old Sterns too, like the the classics <laughs> that he had from the eighties. Yeah. Those all live great. All the games, you know, typically in league nights we don't have that issue. Typically, right? Like yeah. it's always on the table where because everybody plays the same games, uh, it causes a problem, but. Big surprise, right? Like this is what this is why we stay clear of of these games because of the reliability issues. Yeah. So uh, Patrick did follow up with me with a response from uh, Pinball Brothers, and they said that was a software bug because we had extra balls off that caused that. He said he'd never run into that uh, when playing with extra balls on. So it's a, it was a software problem, not a hardware problem, thankfully, but it's still. Yeah. Still a problem. Dude, <laughs> how long has this game existed? God, forever. Like, when did we stream it? Like, 2016? It's bizarre that, like, I mean, if that game just came out, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's good to know it's not a major thing, right? And most people won't see or experience it, but it's also kind of weird that at this point in time, you know, that hasn't been addressed. But whatever. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not in the market for, for the game. Yep. Um, but, but that, you just, know, I think that's why we're not excited for Queen, right, or yeah. anything like that. We just there's no, they're not at the level of Stern. There, you know, if Stern was like like if you want to call Stern AAA, these are like double A. You know, yeah, it's just. And they also they, developed they also developed uh, Alien when they had David Thiel. They had a bunch of like really good coders and and programmers. Like who knows who's doing the work behind Queen, right? Like we have no idea. Like at least I don't. Um, it's like it's got to be a whole different team software wise. So it's. I would take a wait and see on that one. Uh, what code was on it? I don't know. Uh, I presume it was the most recent code on that alien. Yeah, I mean, Patrick's the kind of guy who's like 100% up to date on things. Like, he, he doesn't mess around. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I put this one in for you, Nick. <laughs> the American Pinball uh, Holiday Update. You like that one, right? The, the letter from... Sure, sure, sure. We can, <laughs> we can... Why not? I mean, this is... Look, I'll say this time and time again. Even though we do this once a month, we have to... There's not enough pinball content, so we've got to dive into press releases. So, yep. I mean, we'll. So, uh, this is this my enthusiasm level of, of, of this segment. More awkward uh, communications. So, well, I, uh, you see, you love this. You, yeah, I love I, this yeah, stuff. It's, yeah. yeah, you do love this stuff, and we'll we'll, we'll go through it. <laughs> All right, can I read? I'll I'll do the dramatic reading. Subject: American Pinball end of year end of the year press release. Uh, well, that's not how you format a press release, but okay, let's go on. Uh, as the holiday season approaches, American Pinball wants to wish all of its customers joy and comfort. The company is grateful for the continued support of its customers and looks forward to serving them for many more years to come. American Pinball reaffirms its commitment to customer satisfaction with the announcement of its continued dedication to providing high-end pinball machines at competitive prices. In light of this commitment, the company will continue to honor all existing prices on orders placed and ag all agreements made. In preparation for increased production in the coming year, American Pinball is also pleased to announce that it will be hiring 
additional employees to join its team. The company is dedicated to ensuring that every customer has a positive experience with its products and services and believes that this commitment to customer satisfaction is what sets it apart in the industry. American Pinball thanks its customers for their steadfast loyalty, wishes them all a happy and safe holiday season, and looks forward to serving them in the new year by bringing joy and entertainment to their homes and hearts. Sincerely, the American Pinball team. That's that's not a news release, by the way. That's a that's a letter. That's <laughs> that's a letter. Uh, the 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 most interesting uh, awkward piece of that in the middle is in the middle where uh, we reaffirm our commitment. It's a continued dedication to providing high-end pinball machines at a competitive prices. In light of this commitment, the company will continue to honor all existing prices on orders placed and all agreements made. W- was there some controversy that you and I missed or something? Because that, that is like, that's a really weird statement without context. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The only thing I can think is that we all knew there was a price increase coming at the end of the year from Stern or in the, in the new year. And Stern has like, if you pre-order a game, the price can go up on it before you receive it. So to me, this is them kind of throwing a little shade and saying, we're going to keep our prices the same, even if we haven't sent you your game yet. And our, all the, all our current pricing is going to stay the same, but they didn't want to like actually say it. So they kind of say it, but not really. So, it's, but it's also it's really weird. Awkward. They didn't. It doesn't sound like they needed to uh, say anything or address it. But now their hands are tied. So, if for some reason there's prices shoot up, I mean, look at um, uh, macroeconomics and supply chains and stuff. Prices could just skyrocket in the next year. So now their hands are. They're going to take a loss on machines because they put the statement out, or are they going to go back on the statement and be proved as liars? Like it's just that statement. Here's the thing. That statement didn't need to go out. They could have said, "Hey, we, we, we want to wish everybody happy holidays. Look, at, we've got some exciting things coming up next year that we can't wait to announce, or something like that." Or don't send an email. Um, <laughs> or don't I, I put don't that know. in there. You can you can wish people yeah. a happy holidays without some weird thing about your pricing and commitment and customer service and whatever. <laughs> Are there people waiting for American pinball machines? <laughs> well, they made like six more six more uh, Oktoberfests at the end of the year, so yeah, they got to fulfill that demand. Yeah, I like I said last time. I'd I'd love to play an American pinball machine, but nobody know owns it. They don't own it. Nobody has them. I, you and I know a lot of collectors and people. We go to, we have a league where we go to different houses every month. We go and play. We were just in a, in a tournament last week. You were in a tournament two 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 weeks ago. Not a single American pinball do we stumble upon. Like who are, who is buying these things? I'd like to. I'm, I sincerely would like to play one. And spend some time with one. I, I would. I'm not going to go out and buy it. Like, I just can't even get access to it. So I, I don't know. Yeah, the I only one know. I know about around here is that one that Hot Wheels at uh, the Lowe's Arcade in Lockport. I went and played it once. And I was like, okay, it's a pinball machine. I played it. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. Um, yeah, I, I think they have. It sounds like they have good quality. I don't pay enough attention to American Pinball, but I also don't hear quality concerns like with other manufacturers. So. I like that like they they seem to have a commitment to quality. Of course, when you make like five pinball machines a year, it's easier to really inspect the quality of them and it should be good. So, you know, he doesn't mean mean models. He means like five actual pinball machines. Yeah, yeah, five. Like they shipped they boxed and shipped five games for the year and they're like, "Well, that's a wrap." 
<laughs> we did it. next year good job everybody high-fiving each other woo yeah uh, gamma go made a good point in chat he said they're they're committed to, committed to customer service but also they just uh their customer service manager just left <laughs> dave brennan peaced out he's like i'm out of here <laughs> but rest assured we're committed to, to your customer service so, right, so in this letter so it's one, all good one one day american pinball maybe we'll actually get to play our games and we can actually review them maybe i don't know maybe I don't Maybe. see anything changing. No one's talking. No one we know in our friend circle wants to buy your games. I, I don't know. It's not my fault. Yeah. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. All right. It's been a while, but we haven't talked about a brand new pinball maker in a while. Are you ready? Um, y- yeah. I was also looking at the um, iTunes review, too. Oh, well, that's coming. That's it's like the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the end. <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's it's down. Right. It's like of course uh, you right, put it right in before there, game Kevin. room updates. Yeah, the, of course you put it in. So. Of course, Kevin put it in there. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're right. gonna get to that. All okay. Right. Uh, all right. So <laughs> this this came up in the the Buffalo Pinball Discord too. If you're not in the Buffalo Pinball Discord, you're missing out. It's where all the where all the hot memes happen. It's where all the the playfield fallacies get pointed out that I bring to you. Uh, every month that uh, we'll, we we'll just talk lost about a viewer, uh, but this is a French pinball machine coming soon. So, uh, uh, word of uh, of note here that I'm running this through Google Translate, which has resulted in some hilarious translation, but is also part of why I love this so much. So, this is a company called Hexa Pinball, H E X A, and this this animation is like making me nauseous. So I'm going to scroll down. Um, the animations are good. Uh, they are allegedly a new pinball manufacturer. It says a French pinball machine coming soon. Uh, the theme is Space Hunt. So according to the, the translation via Google, this is how it reads. Play as Spherus, the last free representative of the balls. <laughs> your All people. caps, by the way. <laughs> Reduced to slavery by the Space Hunters, your fellow human beings have been tracked for several hundred years to the most remote corners of the universe. This is dark. While all, while all seems lost in your fight for freedom, you receive unexpected help that will change the balance of power. It seems the time has come to free your people from this invader. Are you ready to free the balls? All right. First of all, <laughs> disclaimer to anybody listening to this. This is we're just reading what's on there for all the sensitive souls, because if we're talking about balls and our juvenile humor. That's yeah, right. We're bearing the lead. All right, let's go. Continue. <laughs> the hunt begins soon. Okay, so that's that's your theme. Uh, I will say the animations are really good. So they, do. they, do look they, good. they at least have a good animator on staff. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, they, the technique they have electronic mechanical uh, tray and what ramps. It's obviously not translated correctly. Uh, ramps and wire forms. Uh, our top is cut from the carefully selected high-density wood for maximum strength and durability. Uh, for the preparation, printing, and varnish of the tray, I think that means like playfield is what they're trying to say here. Uh, we work with the best craftsmen in France. Uh, it's all the best. It's you know we do we do all this stuff and it's all the best and we have a we provide a quality 12 volt and 48 volt signal and everything's gonna be amazing. Our uh, intrepid, intrepid reporter, Dr. Blueberry Johnson, says reads like some of the Deep Root Pitch Duck games. Yeah, <laughs> it I does. Agree. It does. I, I get Deep Root vibes from the, the animations and stuff because Deep, Deep Root had good animations too. Remember, they put out that video with the cool animations and they had their whole like animation studio in, <laughs> in Utah and all that. Remember? Free the balls for humanity. 
is for Cineas. I love free it. The balls. Yeah, it's, free the it's balls. Too good. So they have they have a uh, Alexander Mack, the Hexa Pinball founder and project manager. Christopher Andre, the Hexa Pinball founder. So apparently they're co-founders and developer. Uh, Luis Dos Santos, a game designer and artwork. Uh, they have an electronic engineer, embedded systems engineer, a sound engineer, and a tech artist. Well, there you go. In regards to the society, I don't know what, what they're trying to say there, but uh, Hexa Pinball was created by enthusiasts for enthusiasts. Our goal is to design and market ultra-quality pinball machines assembled in France, respecting traditional codes with the promise of a touch of modern... So they're, they're going to respect the classics with bringing modern uh, features okay. to it. Uh, surrounded by specialized professionals from the four corners of France, uh, the creation process takes place in the compliance with the requirements of the different player profiles. As real pinball lovers, we pay special attention to it. So they're gonna they're gonna like make sure everybody's happy. They're like new players, skilled players. They're gonna make sure you love this game. Okay. Uh, also very concerned about the quality of our machines. Obviously, we have taken the time to find the best suppliers in the area. Thus, we use materials guaranteed. Uh, uh, materials recognized for their resistance and their use, guaranteeing optimal operation. It's all so easy. It's going to be, they're keeping everybody in mind. It's going to run great. They're making it from the best materials. They have a theme. You can save the balls. Hexa Pinball, sign up now. Um, there you go. Hexa-pinball.com, I think it is, if you want to see that. Wouldn't it be nice if they yourself. actually had the pinball machine made when they announced it? You know what I mean? Like, they actually had it. Like, they they... They launch it. They make an announcement when the thing is exists, and you can see videos of it shooting and code. Like, why can't we get that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then we then we just shut us up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I I love it. Like, let's let's go. Let's get. Um, I would love to see a pinball machine from France. I, I'd love to see a, a different take, a different vision, something uh, our style. Like as Kevin said, looks looks cool. Let's go. Yeah. I have I have I. I put this at like almost a zero chance i'll ever play or see this game yeah so. yeah we've we've seen this movie before <laughs> I, yeah. we'll, we'll stay on We're top jaded. of it and bring you updates from from hexa pinball along the way but um somebody in discord today asked if we could give a ballerama update too because we haven't given one in a while so i went oh. and looked and the last update is from july when they sold their house they haven't yeah they haven't done anything it's, it's they're dead they're they're not doing anything else who could have seen this coming weird weird Pony Factory is still alive, right? Like it's still not shipped, but I yeah, he, I keep stringing that along for some reason. He, they, I don't know if you did. You see the thread on Finside about Pony Factory this month? No, because I value my time. What, what's <laughs> well, going I saw on? I pop back up. I'm like, what's going on with Pony Factory? Yeah. So I went in there, and it's Andrew McBain arguing with people about his game, and you know, people saying it's a joke, and oh, it's not a joke, and you know, why did you, you know. That Todd Tucky book deal and all that crap. <laughs> I mean, technically, it is a joke. It's called Punny Factory, so it is a joke. It is. It's on theme. Dude, Punny Factory. All right, whatever. <laughs> How long this have we been it. talking about? I feel like five years we've been talking about Punny Factory. It's, the, it's, it's, it's one hell of a troll. I got to say, this is one hell of a troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so should we get some give some impressions of the other James Bond game? You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's right. do that. There's a new gotta, pinball machine, well, new-ish pinball machine. And we you've got it. a video, right, that highlights that this is uh, impressions and not a review. Oh no, I don't. We don't have an we impressions have intro, don't we? Do we? Then we I think do we have a warning one. or something. Warning, Nick. Give a warning. Give the official warning. I'll put the, the the screen on you, and you can give the official warning. This is a warning for the 
cognitively impaired. This is an impression. It's not a review. An impression is like, you know, first impression of something. We've we have not spent enough time on this game to review it and give it a, a numerical score. Uh, therefore, we might miss some things about this game. We might get some things wrong. But I think first impressions are uh, speak volumes. And also, there's not a lot in this game, so it might as well be a review. <laughs> but it's yeah. not a fucking review. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. CERN Pinball's James Bond 007. So... This game came out was was like announced on September twenty third, twenty twenty two. So October, November, December, almost four full months we're at with this game. Okay, so keep that in mind as we talk about this. And how many games do you think you've played on 007? Because we we played it at League Night. We also had it at the the launch tournament that we went to. Um, that's a good question. It's like ten to twenty, maybe. Yeah, I'm probably about. I also that went. Range, yeah. I also went to Patrick's house before, like two weeks before league, and played it there. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, I've I've spent. I even played it on Monday again. I was on Swilberger. I, I. Oh, nice. Probably have spent at least a half an hour on the machine of shooting it. Right. Probably right. half an hour. At least, yeah. Um, at least. And we've only played maybe the not pro. ten or twenty games. I don't know, but you know. We've only played the pro at this point, right? You haven't played the other? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about the pro. That's the the Dr. No game that everybody everybody just calls it Dr. No. I played Dr. No. Well, okay. It's James Bond, but okay. Um, yeah. So let's talk about art. Let's just kind of go run through it. What, are you, what was your first impressions of the art? I, I think it looks fine. I mean, like I'm fine with the 60s art style and what they had to do. Um, I think... I think it stands out in being something that's that's unique, which is nice. Um, it's got you know that '60s vibe to it, obviously, because it's it is art from the '60s. I think the playfield art's solid. Um, yeah, it, 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 I I think it's good for what it is. No 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 issues with the art. Yeah, it's not it's not like a top tier pinball art package, but it's okay, like you said, it's okay for what it is. Would you say it gets the job done? Yeah, and I think the the art on this I think is significantly better than the art on the 60th i mean just like just when you look at the package as a whole this is the better looking version i'd rather have this version in my house you know Mm -hmm. than the 60th you know not not including the price of the flex that comes along with the 60th but like i I think this is a better looking game they're also not trying to cram what 30 movies into one machine either so they're able to kind yeah. of focus it in a little bit more and you know it's kind of overload on the on the 60th version because you got all these movies all these posters all these assets you're trying to integrate with this machine versus these you're at least can focus in on this one era of james bond yeah um you know mr nerbtastic say, says and i agree with this this game makes the 60th look really bad art wise um yeah i'm i'm again i'm with you this is a win for everybody who, again, got riled up and was like crying that Stern's charging twenty k for a game. You're you're missing you're you're missing it here. You can get this pro for you know seven thousand dollars. And but even it's then, the be- it's the better. <laughs> I don't know if I would. I, but if you want Bond, like if you're crying true, because true. you want Bond, you can get the better version. 
for significantly less. So let again, let all the wealthy people who want to flex subsidize, and we should all thank them. We should all send them a card. Thank you. Thank you for helping to subsidize so we can keep the pro-level pricing where it is. I appreciate that. I'm grateful. I, w- I would put better in quotes because it might have a cooler layout, but um, code-wise, this, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about code, this game has a long sure. way to go. And if it doesn't get there, this may un- end up not being the better game. <laughs> it's got more stuff on the play field, more, more uh, ramps and stuff, but uh, the other could end up being much better code-wise. Um, if this doesn't, if they were, are just like, all right, on to the next one. We're done with it. nobody bought this game. We're done with it. You know, you never know. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, so, um, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the rule, uh, the, the layout. Um, yeah. what do you think about the layout? Thought so. I thought shot great. Thought it was a fun shooter. Um, yeah, I, I thought the, the comboing shots, especially when you kind of wrap it around and you're able to get, uh, pull some shots off from the upper left flipper whether it's kind of like another kind of quick wraparound loop or to the um, side ramps. I thought that was great. Um, all the shots felt real. I think I would say all the shots felt really good to me. And I, and I enjoyed shooting this game. I think the only knock that I would have is I found that kind of the left eject, that far left eject, um, you oh, know, yeah. where the underwater scene is, how it kind of goes there. And then shoots it up instead of down. Like I, I get the idea of like, hey, instead of shooting the ball towards the flippers like every other game, let's shoot it up. That's just whatever. I mean, that's it's. I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's definitely not good. Just it's just sort of there. I feel like maybe that space could have been used in a better, more interesting way. Um, but that's really my only knock. I, th- I think that the strength of this game is definitely um, it. It shoots really good. You know, the drop targets by the dildo. Um, watch it. Watch yeah. it. Easy. <laughs> easy. Again, <laughs> that, you know, we've, we've seen that already. It's recycling from um, Avengers. You know, like Deadpool. Right? Well, the drop targets are Deadpool, right? It reminds me of Hulk on Avengers. Like the, oh, the yeah. old Avengers. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I was thinking Deadpool. Same. Kind of pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of getting a little boring at this point. That's not terribly excited. I almost, and maybe this doesn't make sense. So this is kind of thinking out loud. Maybe a return to like the Avatar style, like, you know, wall that you hit would have been maybe a little more interesting than mm. that just to mix things up. But no, but overall, again, the strength of this is it's a, it's a, there's a great shooter here. Yeah, I, the only area that I didn't find interesting was the area around the rocket. Well, the the under the left upper left flipper too is weird. Like like you said, the little saucer where it just kind of like clunks in there and plops out. Seems like a big area for not a whole lot. Um, the the rocket area, it's it's probably because there's no code on that, or at least I if there is, I don't know why I would possibly ever shoot that. But it didn't seem like there was incentive to shoot that area. And when when you did, it was just kind of like okay, give me the ball back and I'll shoot something I actually want to shoot <laughs> versus shooting it into this rocket area that doesn't seem to do anything. No, that's a that's a good point. I didn't talk about that. It's like, so that takes up a, a significant amount of real estate, right? Your eye, you your eye is drawn to it. Um, and it is the only real thing on the game, at least on the pro, that provides a world under glass feeling, right? You're right. Um, it's just pretty limited. So 
you've got that rocket, and then behind it, there's there's stand-up targets, right, Kev? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But it's just like it's really lame when you shoot it back there because there's not a lot of ball movement that's going on. Like that should have either been like a spinning disc back there to ricochet into those targets, or a, maybe a pop bump or some sort. But it's it's I, I I just don't get what they're going for back there. It, it there's nothing satisfying about it. Uh, Jax, Emma, and Chats is it like Spectra, Spectre, which you can see it, it lights up on the back box there. You, you can, it. but what's actually happening to like the ball movement or the satisfaction of getting it back there is just, again, it would have been cooler if that was like a spinning disc, right? You kind of get up there and it's, it's whipping around. It just, it doesn't doesn't do anything when it's back there right like it just yeah, kind of deadens the shot back and, out. yeah 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 i don't know yeah. it just it makes me wonder if they were going to do something different like what i suggested but for whatever reason either couldn't pull it off or you know they hit their build of material so they're just like this is this is it i don't know yeah especially if you're trying to hit those targets directly behind the rocket it's like how how are you ever going to hit that <laughs> it's, yeah. it's going to take pure luck it's just like in there's frustration. No action. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it's a spell specter to build bird one jackpots and light goldfinger target. Okay, that's that's exciting. <laughs> so yeah, you overall the the layout is fun and cool. I like how it reminds me of um, Corvette, which was Gomez's first game with the, the upper flipper shots. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think that was the only other Gomez game that had a third flipper on it. Um, but yeah, I like his kind of return to that style uh, layout. Uh, the, the the side shots are are cool, but I didn't in tournament play. I didn't find myself shooting him much because the points, the rules are just so jank that I was just trying to get it back into the pop bumpers to give twenty million points all the time, and that's how I won. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I mean, the rules are terrible right now. I mean, it it is um it is a box of lights, and um for what is in there the scoring is just terribly imbalanced. Like if you start a mode shots are like a million, but like as Kevin was saying, if you hit enough pop bumpers, you get 20 million. Like it's just really weird. And it's kind of like your only strategy in the game is just start multi, you keep on spamming multi-ball and play it that way, multi-ball and pop bumpers, you know? And uh, so this game was announced in October pros started arriving in, in November. It's now January and it's just, there's there's honestly there's no reason that i can see to pick up this game right now you know i i I don't see any reason i wonder how the game's selling we had our friend matt who was supposed to get his game in april his game came you know last month right and and maybe that's nothing maybe that's just an anecdote but anybody i talk to our experience playing it it's just there's nothing there right now there really is like we have no idea how this game is going to what it's going to turn into when it's going to turn into something if if when right i i have no idea but we it feels like we're at least a year away from getting a real game here at at this pace so i i don't know i wouldn't buy this game i'm so happy i did not buy the premium almost did um, and that's why I have my policy, and I over I, I overrode it with emotion, and then came to my senses. Thank God I didn't buy this the premium for ninety six hundred dollars. I'd be dude. I would 
I would only blame myself. I wouldn't be mad at Stern. It's my fault. Yeah. Uh, but I've been enjoying my big buck on a reloaded. That's I, I won. I saved some money. So you and Josh and, Allen both enjoying some big buck hunter this week. Oh yeah! Shout out to Josh <laughs> Allen, who he knows what's up, man. Yeah, he does. He knows what's up. We can be BFS. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta reach out to him and play some uh, big buck hunter, and, and and then help him get into pinball because he's just one step away. He's taking the gateway drug, and uh, pinball's next. But yeah, yeah, man. Like this, here's this game is is uh, it's not gonna get good for a year, and it's gonna be when Venom comes out. It's gonna get all the attention. That game's gonna be. It's gonna be a fully loaded game, ready game, completed, um, and then Bond's kind of gonna trickle out and kind of be forgotten about. I think. Yeah. You know? it, Arcade Hunters makes a good point. When you start a multi ball, if you have a mode running, it just ends, and it doesn't resume after the multi ball's over. You wow. Just lose wow. Progress I, on your even, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I I did not focus on modes at all. I would only start multi ball. Uh, the the bird one or the the left orbit one, whichever the, the jetpack multi ball, and then I would just put it into the pops. And while ball save was active, I would let the balls drain and put them into the pops and shake the game around while I was in the pops. And that's why I won league. That's why I won into the tournament on this game. Uh, the code is a joke. <laughs> I cannot encourage anybody to buy this game right now. Even if you're a Bond fan, it's you're gonna get so bored of this game so fast. Yeah. And there's no, there's never a guarantee that code's going to get finished, especially That's, if the game doesn't sell well. They could just move on to whatever's next, like you were saying. And you know, if it's Venom, all right, and everybody buys Venom, that's going to be the game. Yeah. Um, so, so Donnie and Chad asked, "Is this going to be Batman '66, where it takes like two years and so many codes to be great?" Well, look at the the X factor in that game was Lyman, right? Like, you had confidence that Lyman when he's when he makes a game. He made it amazing, right? Like the coders on this are not Lyman level coders. And to Kevin's point, they might be they might move on to the next game because it doesn't sell well and they're just called a loss and and move on. I, I don't know. I don't know. You're you're taking a, a gigantic risk buying this game now because you know they're still gonna make this game a year from now or or, or most likely. You can still pick it up, or people selling it who've gotten bored. So there's 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 no incentive at this point in time. And what's crazy, Cap too, is you think about it. They raised prices on the LE and the premium for this considerably. This was thirteen thousand some dollar LE and plus for people rushing out and getting it. Like those. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're losing right now if you bought it right now. Right now, that could change. And there's plenty of people who just want a pretty game, and they're probably happy with the code as it is. You know, fine. But for the rest of us, oof. And yeah. as we talked about earlier, there's problems with the the working with the licensor on this. You know, and I know Stern's talked about this. I think George Gomez has talked about this. Like when they have established relationships like with Marvel, they've built up trust. So they're able just to run really fast, do things, and not get pushback. This is a new licensor that they maybe not understand pinball or what needs to be done or what needs to happen. So it's just it, what I've heard is it's been a very painful process for them just getting basic stuff approved. So that's certainly slowing things down. So it's just, this, this game's a mess right now. Will it be a mess a year from now? Will it be maybe one of the best games a year from now? Anything's possible. I'm not, you know, I'm waiting for Elwin's next game. Right, I'm waiting to, I think this might, Kevin, I don't know. I've, hearing what is coming out, 
I don't know if I'm going to buy any game this year. You know, right now, nothing's like indicating that I would, but, you know, we'll, we'll see, but certainly not Bond. Yeah, you never know. And it, it makes you wonder if they were going to see another Elwin game this year or if the Bond 60th is going to be it and they're going to push him off till next year. I mean, it could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I, Lord knows, I think they're able to get caught up on game production, though, with the slowing economy. <laughs> Um, and everything else. So maybe it's a blessing, a, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Stern has a history of putting games back into production. So if they do get this game up to speed and demand goes up, maybe they'll start making more, uh, down the line. But. Yeah. So arcade hunters says, um, I appreciate your comments. Arcade hunters. Uh, the games had four updates and it still says quote pending licensor approval. So I'm sure look, I, I'm sure Stern is frustrated by this. So m- my sympathy to them. I mean, it's like, you know, if you can make a bond machine, who doesn't? Everybody wants a bond machine, right? And I say everybody in quotes, right? But like people want a bond machine. So it's natural for somebody to want to grab that license. And it sounds like they're probably going through a little bit of a nightmare right now. So it, it, it sucks, right? It, this this is the scenario, though. Yep. So only two cornerstones in, in 2023 from Stern. So it's probably for the best. Like like you said, if the market's slowing down and they can catch up on their their past orders, then yeah. uh, and they're going to yeah. be moving too, so <laughs> they can make realistic expectations with with machines for the year. So that's good. Um, yeah. yeah, but with Lonnie Rapp as the lead coder, <laughs> proceed with caution, everybody. Sure. Yeah, proceed with caution. That's a, that's our those are our first impressions. Not a review. Not. I mean, there's really not much that we didn't talk about. Um, the lighting. The sound, the sound in the game. Oh, my God. Uh, I feel like the Bond theme song. That's oh, all you get. Fuck me, man. <laughs> like, seriously, great theme song, right? But there's nothing in the world that I want to hear on a continuous loop constantly. There's, like, nothing else. In the, and, and there might be something else in the game, but all you hear is, is the Bond song over and over and over again. And then there's that one mode or something where this, like, uh, the female, a female character in it is just talking endlessly will not shut up <laughs> what do you think, think about james does james know this like uh, it, it's just cringe it's bad yeah, uh, the, i'm sorry i'm sorry bond me. owners you got you're getting screwed right now um hopefully things change i, I mean i want to i want to see a great game out of this yeah and that reminds me of the early uh guardians of the galaxy code the bobbly bobo a bobbly bo <laughs> yeah remember that yeah <laughs> so yeah. bad the slot, slot machine, machine lady is the worst. The attack knows exactly what I'm talking about. It goes on way too long. She's super annoying. It's just nonsense that she's spewing out. <laughs> but that's like, the weird thing is like, I lock on that, not only because it's annoying, but that's like the only thing that comes to mind in terms of, uh, um, you know, like voice lines maybe from the movie. I mean, I'm sure there's more in there, but. <laughs> Get it out of my head. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard from James? Yeah, something like that. It's uh, trying to get it on my head, and yet when I hear it, it's nails on a chalkboard. Oh my god! It lasts like so thirty good. seconds. Donnie says, "Yeah, it it goes on way too long." <laughs> just yeah, they're probably just like, "Oh, just play this line from the movie. It's fine. It's fine." Uh, I heard. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that they didn't. The licensor did not want the different movies mixing with each other, so that's why. One thing completely stops when you go into the next thing. Oh, my they God, don't, dude. Yeah. Stern probably regrets this license. Imp- the, you know what? The, uh, 
I wouldn't be surprised. Like this, they're probably in a pickle right now between yeah. where the economy is and stuff. But like, it's got to be such a headache working on trying to make this game when you've got a licensor, then you can't do anything. Your hands are tied. They probably can't wait to be done with this game. They probably want to move on. The team working on this probably would love nothing more than to go on to the next project where they can just make a game and not have to deal with the nonsense from the licensor. All right. Any, anything else you want to talk about on this? The lighting, the the display. No, nope, no reason to get this game right now. Yeah. Save your money. Hundred percent. I'm gonna and give if you're it playing a, in a tournament. You know, put it in the pop bumpers. You'll probably win. Just to piss people off, this game is a four. Right? No, this game's a five right now, based on the layout. If I had to give it a review, maybe What's maybe we'll review this game one day. I mean, I, I have no, I have no idea how to approach this thing, like in just talking about it or dealing with it. It's too bad. According to our review, <clears throat> three to five is an expensive nightlight. So yeah, it's in that it's in that range. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would put it at a four probably. Yeah, but we're not. That's not a review though. We didn't review it. Everybody. All right. Another so we've been review. talking about Bond a lot, and Bond has the rocket, and you know we jokingly referred to it as the uh, as the, as the phallic symbol that it is. We got we got some some listener feedback. Let me let me pull it up here. Nick, Nick you wanna you wanna kick this off? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so, you know, like I, I know sometimes we, we, we bring up feedback that we have from listeners, which is fine. If somebody puts it out there, um, they obviously want attention. So we'll bring it up and people are like, I don't care what people say. Like, I, I, I don't necessarily care. I think this, this is, it's kind of funny. So it is. this is, uh, <laughs> this is, we've, we've, we've got someone's attention and, um, we'll, we'll talk about this, but I'll read it. Disappointed one star from Jake Danzig. Wow. I've been a long-time listener and have always enjoyed the show up until this last episode. I don't mind criticism to a point, but saying that spooky effed everybody and then dicks and dildos on games, really? Such crass and juvenile nonsense. I thought you guys were better than this. Well, Jake, I don't know why you would think that. <laughs> okay? I, 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 I don't know. If you're a long-time listener, I can't imagine some of the things we've said on shows. And it's just the, the amazing thing is that's what made you walk away. I, I will say, you know, I will point to the fact that we've talked about Lord of the Rings LE and the beard dick on the back glass years ago. Years ago. We've been talking about dicks on pinball machines forever. So this is nothing new. If you can't handle it, sorry. We're not the ones that put them there. We didn't put them there. I know, Kevin, you sent me this. He's like, he's like, he's acting like we put him on the game. <laughs> I didn't put also, it there. The community has been, the pinball community, you know, for whatever you want to consider community, they've been talking about these things. We talk about the art and we talk about the perception of the game, but we report on it. So how are, how, how are we the bad guys? <laughs> I do declare, sir, I enjoyed your podcast, but the moment you talk about dicks and dildos, that's it. <laughs> Goodbye. Schwank and Chad, I just arrived and I'm okay so far. <laughs> you made it through. We can we can get through this together. It's okay. You know what? Can make jokes. Jake probably has a Scooby Doo coming. Probably. And once you put on the screen the dicks and the ball coming out of the dicks, <laughs> I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying I'm doubling down, Kevin. Yeah, That's it. It ruined because he'll never be. You've ruined the game for him. He'll never be able to unsee it. But Jake, as I pointed out last time, are you mad at us or are you mad at Spooky? Do 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 do. <laughs> Wait, I have that. I think. I don't know where it is. Missed the timing, I, Kevin. No, yeah, no, I missed it. That's, yeah, I, I could do. I could do. I could do. Lion Man. Lion Man. I, no, I haven't busted sucks. out the uh, soundboard in a while. Um, 
you know, I love I love pinball, man. Um, this so also this guy has in, said he's enjoyed longtime listener. So we've been doing this in 2016. Doesn't write a five star. Doesn't give us any any good reviews. Comes in hot with the one star because we said dicks and dildos on a thing. <laughs> I will say we got some really good feedback about the last episode too. So uh, it's not all, it's not all uh, tears in the in the chat. So uh, I love it. I, so I love it. I, I love it. That's I, that's just, what I get yeah. out. People, what do you get out of this? I get this out of it. That's, I get, that's right. I, I get the pinball personalities. So mm-hmm. all right, all right. Um, I I was thinking, Kevin, and this is this is. When I see this, I don't think, hey, let's talk less about dicks and dildos. I think maybe we need a, a segment called uh, um, Dick Talk, like like TikTok, <laughs> Dick Talk, and we just order the top 10 dicks in uh, pinball machines, because there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot. Like, this is, we're just scratching the surface. Martha brought up the backlash. I'm going to be ruining this for everybody else who doesn't like this. Look at the backlash on Godzilla. See what you see there. Oh, see yeah, if you can spot, spot, the, spot the dick. Godzilla Premium, right? The, the premium art is what you want to look at? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Or so, th- there you go. There's there's your listener more. feedback segment. Thank, why, don't you go, why don't you guys go look at Force 2 backlash, okay? Go see that one. Oh, God. Go look at Force 2. <laughs> or uh, Silver Ball Mania. Have a, have a look at that one. Force 2 is <laughs> number one. Spoiler alert. Force 2 is number one for uh, Dick Talk. Top, top five, <laughs> top ten. What about trying to explain what's going on in Embry- with Embryon? Good except what's in the middle of that play field. Take a look at that and get back. To How do you okay? talk about pinball art without talking about dicks? You know, it's part of Americana. <laughs> it's part of the culture. It's been going on forever. This guy, I think he's in the wrong hobby if he can't take it. This is part of the art package, if pun, pun intended. <laughs> part of the package. Uh, All right, let's see. I'm I am, love you. So if you want to join the fun, you can go leave us a review on... Uh, on uh, iTunes, that's where that one was. You can go in and uh, <laughs> you go in and leave. Oh, drop your oh god! Someone said, "Oh god!" I just looked up Force Two. <laughs> <laughs> what was? It begs the question: What does Force One look like? Exactly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. See, it's we've had, there's been ladies all over pinball machines for years, decades. By the even. way. By the way, this is the most engaged the chat has been all right. episode Got everybody on this. Yeah. <laughs> they love it. Chat loves it. We love well, it. the we guy, love Schwank, writes, I just arrived and I'm okay so far. Yeah. Of course you are, Schwank. Oh, well, that was fun. Listener feedback. We love your, we love your feedback. Talkpinball at gmail.com. If you want to give it behind the scenes. If you want to do it publicly, go do it on our iTunes reviews. We'll check them out next time. All right, so Nick, we went to a couple tournaments. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, we did. Brust yeah. off the the rust, you know. Yeah. Well, so why don't, why don't we kick it off with the with the Toronto tournament? You want to share a little info about that? Yeah. So um, we went up to the Bluffs. I think the the Bluffs does a weekly tournament. Bluffs is like a um, almost like a, a storage office space place where um, um, they they've been running tournaments for years. And and the funny thing is. The last time we really we, we traveled to Toronto for a tournament, I don't think you didn't go with us, but Jeffrey did and Nick Kaiser. Uh, it was in February of 2020, so right before the pandemic, right? Um, and they had like 30 or 40 people. So, but uh, we we're like, ah, right, let's go to Toronto. We gotta we gotta travel for a tournament during um, <clears throat> Christmas break. 
We went up there. There's only like eight people. It was me, me, you, and Jeff went representing Buffalo. Um, and then uh, our, our Canadian friends got to see Joe Cherovino, which was a pleasure. Uh, but had a great time. Like they, uh, they were playing, spinning vinyl records, playing uh, like pretty much all classic pinball machines. Um, I, I managed to win it, so pat on my back. Uh, but it was just good to be up there and, and see friends and play pinball. And uh, it, I don't know, man. I uh, I miss that stuff. And we we almost didn't go because the storm kind of threw me off and what I had to do. But um, came to my senses, and uh, yeah, it's good. I was like, dude, I've been sitting around doing nothing for fun. Get out of this house, let's go. So yeah. we did it, and I'm glad we did. I played like shit. I'm gonna blame it on the fact that I had to drive, but um, it was a great spot. It, I liked their collection of games, a bunch of classic games, um, stuff you don't always see. It wasn't just a, a strictly new Stern lineup, which can get a little tired when you when you play a lot of tournaments. So I would definitely go back there. Like you said, they have music going, good people, good vibes, cool spot, fun games. Um, yeah, totally, totally looking forward to going back. They're talking about doing maybe like a weekend worth of pinball tournaments sometime. And uh, they have a couple different locations up there. Maple pinball is another one. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah. I think, um, you know, in the back of my mind, maybe going up in February, you know, maybe be going up every, every other month, something like that, but where we, we do two tournaments, right? We stay overnight, um, and try to maximize the, the travel time up there. So, you know. It's not Toronto's close to us. I mean, it's like an, uh, a little over an hour and a half if, if there's like no traffic, but that's not how Toronto works. So <laughs> there's Kevin, always Kevin, Kevin was nice enough to drive, but really, you know, we, I think the goal is to go up there, play a tournament, stay over, chill, maybe hang out in Toronto, and then play in another tournament and like head back or yep. and do that. So we're, we're working on. We, we definitely want to come to the Maple ones. You guys, um, here's the problem: you guys have the bluff tournaments on a on a on a Thursday. You used to have it on a Saturday. So look, we we work. That's not easy. And then uh, the one on Friday is a little better, but still, like we can't get up. Uh, we have to leave work early and stuff with the traffic, so it makes it makes it a little challenging. In other words, we got to take time off from work, which is not always uh, practical. So you should accommodate us. In other words, uh, when you're planning your pinball tournaments, thank you very much. It is weird, though, Kevin. <laughs> it is weird. Like it is weird that they don't have Saturday tournaments, mm. right? Like that's like a I, I don't know. There's like no weekend tournament. Most most tournaments in pinball places like. Majority of the ones will happen on the weekend because you can, you know, people are free then. But hey, listen, it's Canada. You guys do you. We want to, we love you and we want to come to more tournaments. That's all we're saying. That's right. That's right. Uh, we also did a Bond launch party out at Swilberger in Rochester. Um, I played a lot better that time. Nick's been on fire. He almost won that one too. Yeah, I've been, um, we came in second on that one. Dude, that was a long day. That was from noon to I finally finished at like over 7 p.m. Wow. So yeah, I finished just, round uh, six. Yeah, I was burnt. Um, but yeah, shout out to uh, Knox Amusements, which is is tall Todd out there. He he ran a good event. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I've been I've been excited to play competitive pinball, Kevin. I think that's that's what's going on, and it's kind of funny, you know, like you and I from like 2014 to um, 2019, really, like we're aggressively running tournaments and doing stuff that. Our, our, we weren't really traveling a lot. We definitely traveled for tournaments, but not a lot. Now that we're just doing league, I think we're able to get back to some of the bread and butter stuff that we really enjoy. And and I love going to, especially a venue I haven't been to, but I, I love going to another city and you know meeting the people there and and seeing their culture and playing in those tournaments. I think that's a 
I, I, I didn't necessarily forget how much I loved it, but it just kind of reminded me to an extent um, how much I, I, I really enjoy doing that and how much um, we haven't been doing that. That makes yeah, sense. I, absolutely. Uh, I've, I've had the same feeling lately where it's like, oh, I just kind of want to play in a tournament, you know? And then it's like, you know, Toronto, Rochester are close enough where we can just pop out for a day and check it out. You know, we might... You were thinking about going to Pinbrew in April. Uh, there's some other stuff coming up. So, um, yeah, I've definitely, I've got that feeling too, where it's like, oh, this is cool. I want to do more of this. Um, having two years where we didn't do any of it kind of like makes you appreciate it once you get back to it, I think. Not only just playing competitively, but just seeing your friends. I mean, we have, I haven't seen Joe Jerry in like three years. So, uh, and meeting new people and um, just, you know, sharing this hobby that we love with other people who are way into it too is so much fun. Yeah, so what's next? We want to go, we're going to try to go to um, Toronto again. Yep. Maybe uh, maybe in February, we can look at that. And then we got Pin Brew. It looks like we're both free. I know, I know. We should, we knock on, knock on, I don't want to, you know, knock on wood. Hopefully we can finally get out there. Yeah. Um, Keith has been asking us in the past two years. Hopefully we can make it happen this year. And I was talking to uh, Tim Hood from Wormhole, um, and he was saying that, uh, a, like, I want to go out to Houston and play in their events. They do a, a, a week of Whoppers. It's like, a, if I'm getting this correct, it's like a seven days of tournaments. Oh, wow. Um, leading up to, I, I, um, I, I don't have it in front of me, but like leading up to a, a pinball major event, something like that. So I'm, I, I want to go out for that. I That's my goal this year. And then nice. anything in between that might pop up, right? But, yeah, we got we to gotta start traveling for this stuff. And for also, sure. dude, you, have you, the rankings. Oh my god, we were getting crushed. My ranking Kevin. is terrible. <laughs> Mine is two thousand eight hundred forty fucking seventh. My top ranking is from twenty sixteen when I was two seventieth in the world. So I've got a. Uh, maybe this will put me in a, in a nice C division at some tournaments where I can just crush. So maybe there's a silver lining there, but I gotta I gotta work on that. It's not representative, of, I think, of my skill level. I'm uh, I'm ranked forty two eighty three right now. Uh, I think my Oof. high was like seven in the seven hundred range. So yeah, the the mighty have fallen. Um, so we were asked if we're doing TPF. Uh, I like TPF. That like tournament sold out within like no time whatsoever. So if I can go down and play in that tournament, I would want to do it. But I'm not going to go down to the TPF and not be able to play in a tournament. It will, it will literally drive me nuts. Yeah. So, you know, this is, there's too much demand, not enough uh, tournaments, and and uh, Ping, Pingberg, you know, disappearing really caused a uh, caused a problem. But also, I I I wonder how much pinball tournaments are down because of uh, you know the pandemic and people who are still steering clear of them. I I I, I wish I had good numbers on that. If anybody if anybody knows or has actual stats on that, send my way. Just scratching that curiosity itch. Yeah, and maybe we got uh, Indus going on this weekend. They had they had to put out a, a warning that somebody showed up with COVID and planned on staying, <laughs> and then they eventually had to tell them that you can't stay if you're positive. Like, why did you why did you come if you knew you're positive? Like, why why would you show up? So that just adds a, adds a whole another layer of bullshit to running an event like this. I'm, I'm glad we're not running major oh tournaments now. Uh, yeah. we're good we did it we did our public service <laughs> that's right I got, I got some posters from the summer open they were good times we loved having you and hosting you but 
Um, All right. Well, Gamma Goat says the IFPA did did post uh, stats and figures, so I'll, I'll check that out. Thank you, Ian. Okay, cool. Um, all right, you ready for some game room updates? Are you going to stay with us? Or are you I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm ready for the break? bathroom. Go ahead, Kev. Uh, bathroom break for Nick. All right, you get, you get me on full screen then. Uh, nope, that's Nick over here. Um, all right, so what's going on in my game room? So a few of you last month noticed that I had an out-of-order sign on my Dis of Tron. I put that up there for fun. It was the uh, Racket Ralph. Uh, check back with me tomorrow picture because uh, my friend, my son had had some friends over and uh, the game was not working, so I put it on there. But happy to report that it's back up and running because uh, I had sent my monitor chassis out to Arcade Cup. Um, he's a he's a longtime um, CRT monitor repair person for arcade enthusiasts, and he's well known. has a great reputation, so I, I sent it out to him. It was not quick. <laughs> he, he has a uh, he has a long back order, but he has a great uh, list on his website that keeps straight. It shows you where you are in the queue. Um, you know, how many are ahead of you, all that. Um, so it, it took about six months to get it all uh, fixed and sent back to me, but I plugged it in, man, and it works. So if you got a game, and that, that's a game that I was like, absolutely, yeah, Flynn's here too. Um, if, you got a, if you got a game that you love, an old classic arcade game with a cathode ray tube monitor in it and you want to get it fixed up, check. I would highly uh, recommend Arcade Cup. Uh, just you got to have some patience because it's going to take a little bit. I even I paid for the uh, the speedier service. I paid a little extra, and it still took about six months. So um, take that <laughs> knowledge and go forth with it if you're going to get a monitor repaired. I've actually been thinking about taking my Neo Geo monitor chassis out and sending it because it's it's good, but it's not great. It could be better. So I was like, maybe I should just have him fix that too and, and bring it back up to speed. Um, like new. Um, secondly, and Nick's back, so we we can we can talk about this a little bit. I bought. I bought a pinball machine from an auction. I, I, tell, I told Nick about this a little bit, um, but there was a local, like, legit auction house, not an arcade auction house, just, like, this local place that auctioned stuff, like estate sales and stuff like that. And a coworker of mine said, hey, I saw this auction. There's a bunch of pinball machines there. So I checked it out, and there was mostly EMs, but they had a Matahari. And I was not able to make it out to see the the preview they had like two preview days where you could go and and check out the check out the the wares in person all the machines you could you could inspect them i didn't get a chance to do that so uh it came down to the last day of the online bidding and i was like well i'll throw 10 bucks on top of whatever the high bid is if it's not too crazy and if i get it i get it and i got it so i i i threw it was like i think 360 dollars was the bid and it came out to about 450 bucks uh, all said and done with the fees and taxes and everything. So I went and picked it up, uh, loaded it all up. And I, I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if there's going to be any other folks that are picking up pinball machines and if it's going to be people who know pinball or if they don't. And there was a, there was a group of folks in there. I guess they're in their probably mid thirties and they bought one of the EMs. I, for, I forget what, forget what uh what game it was but they had no idea <laughs> didn't know how to take the legs off didn't know how to take the head off so i did i did my pinball duty paid it forward and showed the noobs how to break their machine down take the legs off take the head off and they were they were they were so happy they were like maybe it made me feel good i was like that's awesome like new people getting into the hobby able to kind of share some of what you learned over the the past 10 years or so that we've been doing this and um you know kind of get them get them set straight and on, on the right path. So I was like, 
you're gonna you're gonna thank me when you're trying to get this thing down in the basement that the head is not on this you put those two connectors on four bolts and you're gonna be all back to normal I think it's, in, it's important to notice the nuance in Kevin's character. It's not just talking about dicks and dildos, but it's also helping new people in the hobby. There you go. <laughs> it's all aspects of pinball. We cover it all. Cover it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, good karma. It's good karma. It comes back. So, yeah, he, they texted me. The guy, the guy and I exchanged uh, numbers because he's like, do you fix these? I was like, well, I don't fix EMs, but... I might be able to like find somebody in the hobby that that does if you run into problems down the road. Um, so I gave him my number and he texted me when he got back. He's like, "Game set up, playing great. Got a few things to tweak, but it's it's good to go." Like they then they didn't know how to take the ball out of the machine or take the glass off. I showed him how to do all that stuff. So that was good, good uh, good experience all around, and it was uh, fun. I like to have a winter project, and uh, Matahari's f- good for that. Um, our friend Matt, it's actually got a bunch of extra boards. We're gonna tweak stuff on it because it's got the 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 cpu board has uh has acid damage from the battery so we're gonna try swapping out some boards and and testing some stuff out but i shot the whole play field off uh it was a mess man it had like dirty rotten uh rubbers like rubbers look like they had never been changed the play field's in good shape though so uh it's got some it needs the right slingshot plastic if anybody i'm putting out a call if anybody has a slingshot plastic right slingshot plastic or plastic set for Matahari hit me up uh and uh I need that for mine it also needs a new pop pop-upper skirt for the one pop-upper but um I'll probably just swap them all eventually but everything else is in good shape playfield's in good shape it's got all the plastics um the electronics are the other thing that needs some work so hopefully we can get it back up to back up to speed and we'll have a nice nice classic uh that I think is going to end up at my dad's house because he's always, he he's mentioned a few times that he wants a uh, he wants a pinball machine in his basement. So I'll probably just be like, here you go, here's a Matahari for you, enjoy. Um, what else? Oh, I got on the arcade side of things. I got a uh, thing here. And we'll put it over here for you. Boop. It's a it's a monitor, high voltage uh, cage for uh, Tempest. All brand new, uh, newly manufactured. If you got a Vector monitor, Vector Atari game, this is called. This is from Vector Head Arcade. I ordered it about a year ago. It took them about that long to uh, ship them out, but you know, with custom uh, hobby projects like this, that, that that can be the the kind of time frame you're looking at. It's one of those things. Like, like I hope I never have to use it, but the monitors in those games are kind of notorious for being flaky. So um, I grabbed that. Uh, so I'm not going to mess with it while everything's working, but if it breaks down the line, I'll have a, have a replacement for that. Um, and in our, our monthly, uh, book update, I feel like I have a new book every month now. Um, I have the Supercade book. Um, this is from Van Burnham. Um, she did, uh, the original Supercade about, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. And I got it and it's a really cool look at the origins of the arcade scene. This this is from eighty five to two thousand one, so the other one was from the late seventies to mid eighties. So this kind of picks up where that left off, and um, I mean the the art is incredible. She's a really good designer. Uh, the attention to detail is really good, and it's got all these you know full page images. So like there's Mario Brothers three, and there's like a fold out page and stuff. It's it's crazy. So it's home consoles and arcade stuff. And uh, so if you got an interest in in that kind of retro game stuff, I would highly recommend that. So I was a Kickstarter backer, but you can just buy the books now. Um, you don't have to 
to pre-order. They're available to buy. And finally, I got a, I got a few games for Christmas. The one I've been playing most so far is Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope on the Switch. It's a turn-based strategy kind of game. I played the first one and never finished it. I liked it when I played it, but it got really hard and then I gave up. Um, this one I've been enjoying more uh, than the first one, so give it a go if you got a Switch and then it seems like your kind of game. Uh, would recommend. So that's that's what's new in the game room over here. What about you, Nick? Uh, let's see. So not, not a ton. I know I talked about my little um, arcade cabinet from iArcade I and I uh I liked it so much that I actually upgraded to the gold edition because I thought that it looks a little bit better it's more of a traditional like US style arcade cabinet it's got a lot of marquees so this is the Space Invaders version um it's got the uh, different style uh kind of um joysticks in that that's kind of um I don't know Kevin do you know what those are called Versus like the uh, round no, top no. joysticks. Well, like, they're the bat like top joysticks instead of the ball top. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but yeah, still really loving that. Like like the system. Unfortunately, the it's I, I strategically took a picture where you can't see this, but the side panels were damaged. Like the uh, T molding kind of was pulled off. So really testing out their customer service. I'm still waiting for them to send me replacement panels. I guess they're like manufacturing it now because they sold out pretty much over the holiday so we'll we'll see i'm 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 hopeful that it happens also um i upgraded i, I put in real tempered glass in there and then the glass that they sold me cut my hand because they didn't round the edges oh my like, lord it was just causing <laughs> i look i looked down my hand was bleeding martha was helping her hand was bleeding and i told them and they didn't really seem to care like wow. they're like sorry <laughs> but like like that's that's the way it is like you know dude, how glass is not, <laughs> yeah like so I I don't know I, I I listen I uh I I like that little thing it's it's good in my spot and we got a chance to play um another solution which is what Patrick got he got the um arcade legends ultimate Kevin yeah, you spent a little time on that <laughs> so yeah that you know, cool. these are kind of like you know if, if people want if you have like a you know your quote unquote game room and you want to add an arcade cabinet to it but you don't want you know a dedicated one like Tron something which is you know thousands of dollars heavy and you don't want to necessarily build your own multi-cade meme cabinet um there are these other solutions out there which you can kind of assemble yourself that are, are are cheaper but um i think the quality of these kind of things between arcade one up and arcade ultimate legends i think the i arcade has the best cabinet quality um in terms of like the uh, materials that they use it just feels sturdy and, and pretty robust um, but the one that Patrick has, the Arcade Ultimate Legends, it's around the same price point. He actually got his, believe it or not, Kevin, for $350 um, on a sale, which is a steal. Yeah. Um, he's added like the Coin Ops um, USB stick to it, which is like 7,000, you know, MAME games, right? They're all, it's unlicensed, so take what it, you know, how you want to feel about that. Unlicensed, but it's got a ton of games. And then he bought a really cool, like, LCD marquee. Um, so that's another way to, that's another way to do it. Right. And it's, um, it's a pretty cool solution. I think the, um, the materials on that aren't, aren't overall as good in some ways. If it's like light and wobbly, but like lot, ton of games, really good value for what you get. So that's another way to kind of, um, add some, add an arcade game to your, uh, your game room and not, you know, spend a ton of money on it. Yeah. His was cool. The arcade legends. Uh, I had not played one of those. 
and uh i like that the the lcd marquee that changed with the game and um yeah. yeah the fact that he was able to mod it and add a whole bunch of extra games and stuff like that it seems like a real fun kind of hobby project and yeah if you just want the arcade kind of feel with a, a cabinet in your game room and a bunch of games and not have to worry about repair repairing crt monitors like i talk about um then yeah it's it's a it's a fine solution for if that's if that's you if you got a bunch of pinball machines and you just want some fun uh arcade games to go with it 100 percent. we can we can play some magical drop any day yeah they should uh they should market to the pinball audience where it's like your first thing is not an arcade machine but like you have a game room right so it's like why not add one for you know under a thousand dollars here you go yeah oh you you're spending twenty thousand dollars on a bond 60th yeah. anniversary this is less than the topper that goes on top of the thing. And again, what I love about it is doesn't it does I'm not sacrificing the space of a pinball machine there. That's key for me. Because yeah. pinball machine I mean, maybe I get to the point where I have enough machines that, that adds um, you know, some diversity to the collection, but yeah. Yep. Anyways, not a huge I'm, update, but something. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've always liked having a mix of games in my game room. So um yeah, I like I like I like it all, man. I like it all. All right, I think that's gonna do it. You got anything else before we wrap this show up? Uh, no, you know, what's uh, would be nice, um, after getting a bullshit one-star review, if, uh, you have been enjoying free content, uh, for years, or maybe you're even new and you, you like what we're doing, we do get a lot of nice positive feedback and we appreciate it. Um, you know, take a moment to write a review on iTunes or whatever, um, you, you uh, listen to this podcast on it. It'd be nice. You don't ask for too much. I don't think it's going to move the needle too much either way, but Maybe if there's other people getting into the hobby and you think, hey, you know, a good podcast to listen to is Brody even talk him. All those guys have been around long enough and know what they're they're talking about. And, you know, and you don't mind a, a dick or dildo joke every one in one sixtieth episode. It's a great podcast. <laughs> great podcast. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. And don't, you can also follow us on all our social media channels. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord channel. Uh, you can. We should start a, a pinball phalluses channel in there. Uh, you got a YouTube channel. If you want to see archives, old, old broadcasts, not only of this show, but also of birdie even pinball. Uh, if you want to watch live and win the stuff, uh, you know, we talked about giving away pin stadium lights and we give away, you know, one of those pretty much every month. Follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Buffalo pinball, turn on notifications. And when you see birdie even pinball pop up, tune in. Vote in the first 15 minutes, you get a shot at winning one of these awesome prizes. So um, thank you to our sponsors who make that possible. Thanks to everybody who watches. If you want to give us some feedback, talkpinball at gmail.com is the email address. If you want to support the show, uh, we have a Twitch channel. On, on Twitch, you can subscribe, uh, throw, throw a sub. If you got Amazon Prime, you get a free Prime sub for any Twitch channel. You can share that with us. No extra charge for you. And like Nick said, you can drop a review for more all right who's ready for some topper talk you, you want to learn all about the uh, the james bond topper if you didn't have enough topper there's more coming at you from goran <laughs> all right what's the, what's the final word nick i hope everybody has a good 2023 play some pinball and uh it'd be great to see some of you guys um out at tournaments and events we hope we hope we hope to get out there hope to meet you guys um so thanks thanks as always for listening this is a lot of fun and we appreciate the support Till next month. It's Topper Talk with Goran right now. Let's all have some fun. This is about plastic on top of your pin. Go and buy one now. There's a 
topper here and a topper there. Here a topper, there a topper, everywhere a topper. It's critical to the gameplay experience. You must buy one now. It's your monthly fill of toppers right now. Topper Talk with Gorin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Topper Talk with Gorin, the part of the podcast where Kevin and Nick give me about three to five minutes to talk about everything happening in the very active and profitable Topper community. Now, today we'll be talking about the new Stern James Bond Topper for their new James Bond pinball machines. So let's head into the office and talk about that now. Okay, so here we are in the office, so let's jump right into the James Bond pinball machine Topper. Now, this topper initially debuted with the James Bond 60th Anniversary Limited Edition um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Now, th this uh, release really broke the mold for how Stern typically does their releases and their different editions um, in a release. Typically, there's a Pro, Premium, and LE model. Usually, none of them come with toppers. Uh, the three models are usually done by the same designer, and they're all very similar. You'll see more differences between the Pro and the Premium than the Premium and, and the LE. But with the 60th anniversary edition, it's essentially a whole new game. Uh, the the uh, the typical three were designed by George Gomez. This one was designed by uh, Keith Elwin, and it was limited to 500, and it cost $20,000 MSRP. But that included the topper and a lot of the other uh, accessories that you would typically have to pay extra for. So let's look at it close up here. Uh, you know, just at first glance it's not doing much for me it looks nice above the game um, but there is rgb lighting all across the outer edges all in these inserts here all across the edges of the lettering and logo as well um and i think when you see it in action it's really nice to look at it sort of reminds me of a slot machine topper and those are meant to attract people so i certainly think it's doing its job we can see the RGB lighting here. It's not. This isn't lighting that you would typically see in a Stern Topper, so it's very different. I like it. I appreciate them between the Mandalorian release and this sort of breaking their Topper mold. Uh, now, there is a little bit of drama surrounding this Topper. It was originally thought that this Topper would be exclusive to the 60th anniversary uh, edition. Exclusive meaning that you could only get it if you purchase the $20,000 game. Well, a couple days after release, um, Fun Billiards and Game Room Superstore made this Facebook post saying that James Bond toppers are now available for pre-order and it's compatible with Pro Premium LE models of the game as well, of course, the uh, 60th Anniversary Edition. And for $9.99, which is certainly expensive for a topper, but is honestly a bargain nowadays for Stern Toppers, although I don't know if I would pay that much for it. Um, but this really upset a lot of people because the Stern release trailer said it was exclusive to the $20,000 model. Uh, Stern later came out and said what they meant by exclusive is that uh, exclusive meaning it's the only one, uh, the 60th anniversary edition is the only edition that comes with the topper. Now that's not quite my definition of exclusive, but that's just my opinion. Um, so overall, I think it's a nice looking topper, fits the game well on top. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of opinions whether it should have been made available as an upcharge for these other models, but I'll leave that up to the viewers to decide uh, what they think Stern should have done. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Topper Talk with Gordon. Tune into the next podcast for another episode. And as always, get out there and buy a topper. Thank you for coming to my Topper Talk.
Nick, there's more, more content, more, more, more content. penis related content. Okay. That I didn't cover. I, we forgot. I forgot. All right. Uh, you ready? Let me, let me bring this over here and then we can talk about it. All the people who, yeah. You know, so if you stuck around, because of Gorn, you, you get bonus oh, you got content. Played. You All got right, played. here we go. Ready? All right. Oh man. <laughs> Whoa. What is that? <laughs> we're just going to, we're going to go ahead and zoom in. Uh, on that. Uh, why is that? What's going on with the hot dog? Look at what's going on with that hot dog. What are you trying to insinuate, Kevin? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, what's going on in the bottom of the hot? What like can you? Oh, he's grabbing his on? the end of himself, and there's. Uh, I thought that might be what he's doing. There's some mayo on the top of him, conveniently placed. Because who doesn't put mayo on a hot dog? Yeah, I know. Just just a little bit on the end, right on the tip too, right? Yeah, yeah, just on the end. That's totally normal, and so, we're yes. we're wrong. You know, we're just the we're the deviants. Yeah, we're, we made this. Yeah. Uh, so this is the the Funhouse 2.0 Rudy's Nightmare Topper. And uh, yeah, it's lewd. It's so lewd. Uh, so Pedretti Gaming has been... Who wants that on top of their machine? That looks t- I, fucking terrible. <laughs> They're starting to become a decent-sized pinball manufacturer, according to This Week in Pinball. They also recently revealed the topper for their updated Funhouse 2.0 code, Rudy's Nightmare. The topper interacts with gameplay through the light shows. They're limiting it to 200 units and a cost of $445. Uh, oh, you want to see it in action? Let's watch it in action. Static. Well, that voice is terrible. It's a topper promo. It's the official topper. Oh man, it lights up. It's not just flat plastic. It is. Uh, they are molded like figures that light that light up. I guess. So there you go. It's fully gameplay integrated if you consider flashing lights to be gameplay integrated. 200 units. There you go. Uh, yep, there you go. Funhouse 2.0, Rudy's Nightmare. Uh, get yourself a lewd hot dog for the top of your funhouse. Really ruin that classic Pat Lawler game. With this terrible <laughs> topper. There's your sales Yeah, portion. why is the... Come on, dude. Come on. What is wrong with what is what the fuck, man? You know what? People got upset about the monkey playing grab ass on uh, Oktoberfest, but I miss that monkey. I'll tell you, he was <laughs> that was whimsical. Who, that was who whimsical. Would have the, the 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 days of the monkey. We'd be reminiscing. I wonder if I could still get that uh, that that tran- like the OG translate. I would like the a back box, light a back box of that one with the monkey on it. You could have uh, have. Still cycle light it up for you or something. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right, y'all. That's gonna do it. Thanks for watching, and uh we'll see you next month.